Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, cool boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is Feet of Clay, part one, directed by Dick Sebast, story by Marv Wolfman, and Michael Reeves, teleplay by Marv the Wolfman. This episode aired September 8th, 1992. Features the introduction of Roland Daggett. Wikipedia says Bruce Wayne is framed for the attempted murder of Lucius Fox. The real perpetrator is an actor and a master of disguise named Matt Hagen, who was disfigured in a car accident years ago. In order to keep his fame, he secretly started working for Roland Daggett, who provides him with a monthly supply of an addictive face cream known as Renew You, a pun on Renew You. Thanks for pointing that out, Wikipedia. Hat on a hat. That can temporarily reshape his face back to normal, and who wants to take Wayne Enterprise over for marketing expansion, for botching the murder, Hagen's supply is cut off, and when he breaks into Daggett's lab for more Renew You, he pays the price dearly when Daggett's men drench his face in the formula and force him to swallow liters of it to avoid drowning. Meanwhile, Bruce Wayne is arrested and taken into custody, charged with the assault on Fox. Yeah, this was a good one. The you know I, this had some big names actually doing the, the, some voices that had uh, some some nice guest stars. Oh yeah, it, it has uh, has Ed Asner doing yep. Daggett, uh, and in return for Ron Perlman, and uh, Ed Begley Jr. is uh, Germs. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Ed Begley, he was one of the drummers for uh, Spinal Tap. It also had Billy Shepard as Joey. Billy, I, I don't know who Billy Shepard is. He's he's a, he's an actor from Eating Out, and he plays Joey. <laughs> Eating Out, great series. Oh yeah, more on that later. So this was, uh, I think this is Daggett's first appearance, and he's definitely a villain for uh, Bruce. Yeah, w- Wikipedia mentioned that, but they didn't mention mention that's Hagen's first appearance. The next episode says first appearance of Clayface, so I think they're holding out on who he really was. Even though he does show up in Act Three, but whatever. I yeah. guess. there was like there's like a some I, I read there was like some sort of technicality that like Hagen appears on some sort of poster on the Grey Ghost episode. Interesting. So oh people, what? Yeah, people consider that uh, his first appearance. Well, Cool Boy Nation, tune into our Grey Ghost episode to not hear that clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess tune in to hear about all the names of the episodes of uh, Eating, Eating Out, Out or whatever uh, they were. Yeah. But uh, this was this was a good one. I, I, this was another sort of uh, fun one with the whole sort of insider Hollywood problem of an actor who's got has a disfigurement, uh, kind of like uh, uh, Mark Hamill, George Clooney, <laughs> and okay. uh, something like that. Oh, he was fucked up, yeah. And having to deal with uh, you know the issues of getting like surgery and and whatnot. Do you know you know you know how bad Hamill was? You know how bad the, the his nose apparently was off. Hanging off his face. 
Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like, uh, no wonder he looks like he's fucking made of clay in the holiday special. Because he does. Wow. His face, in the holiday special, he looks like a fucking mannequin because his face is so caked in makeup because he was so fucked up from the accident and he was still recovering. Wow. I mean, he looks okay come Empire, but certainly not as bad as Matt Hagen, who's actually disfigured. They had to write into Empire in the opening that he gets disfigured in the face by a giant fucking monster. I mean, that was the only way to like help explain like why does Luke look a little different between A New Hope and Empire? By a little different, we mean disfigured. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't no. look that bad. No, he doesn't. He, he looks fine. Yeah, I didn't think... I mean, he looks he looks younger than fucking Carrie Fisher. <laughs> in, in, in the holiday special, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, God. I mean, I mean all... in the, no, in the, in the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. Or even the Force Awakens, technically. Yeah. Because even as bad as like five seconds of car accident can fuck up your face, thirty-five years of hard drugs <laughs> can fuck up your age and skin too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Carrie Fisher's neck in the Force Awakens was like just. It was its own creature to behold. Yeah, coke neck. <laughs> she had coke. Coke neck. neck. She had coke neck. <laughs> Have you ever done a line of coke off someone's neck? No. Just boners. Breathtaking. <laughs> Very quickly, Daggett wants to off Hagen. You feel like, you know, he he uses him once or maybe he uses him multiple times. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, he screwed up once. I'm done with him. Let, let's kill this guy. And uh, that's that's vicious. I thought that, I thought that was pretty interesting. Daggett pretty is dark. a very great evil CEO villain. Absolutely. And and just the voice of Ed Asner sells it even more. Um, I, I I agree. He's he's vicious. Not only is he vicious in the way that he immediately like blackmails Hagen with Renu, but then he wants it's, to kill off Hagen. Then he just wants to kill off Fox. He just wants to kill off anybody that gets in his way. This guy's fucking brutal. They make it very clear that Renew is not just like a plastic Renew surgery. You. It's like a drug. It's a, it's addictive, and uh, he needs it. You know, it's very much like heroin. It's very, very much alluded to, or you know, some sort of addictive. Oh, properties. for sure, it's totally a drug. And you know what's really sad about this, uh, uh, Stephen Felk, about this being a drug, is that Matt Hagen's best friend Teddy is an enabler. I mean, he's just like giving him the drugs. He's trying to hold him back, but he doesn't stop anything. I think he's living off of him. I think they're a gay couple. Yeah, he is. He's like taking Hagen's money. He probably sleeps in Hagen's like, you know, Malibu castle. It's fucking dude. No, come on. Let's let's let's. So uh, after granted, it's 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 kind of in the next episode, but he does touch his arm like a, a couple times. Like, come on, Matt. You can you can still look. Well, he's touching him right there. He's putting his he's arms his on butt. his shoulders. He later he grabs his arm. He was touching his butt. He's putting his hands. But look at Hagen. Hagen's like, don't touch me. That's because he's pissed off about the fucking drug addiction. But this guy's clearly like, they have a touching relationship. Uh huh. They're gay. So they're, I have a touching a relationship with all my men. They're all my boys and me touch. I know. But they, they, I think, I like, what is their relationship? It's never defined. They're a gay couple. I thought they were, you know, I thought he was his stand-in is what they said. He, he, he's the one that does most of the shootings of the, of the movies, except for when he has to change his face or something. Yeah, well, so a lot of, a, a lot of dudes fuck their stand-ins. <laughs> and what Felk has also pointed out in the past is that um, a lot of gay guys like to fuck people who look exactly like them. Yes, so, that's a thing. <laughs> there's, it's only fuel to the fire. Yeah, so I mean that's that's probably a common like he got he got Brian Singer by that guy, and now he's like he's missing him. 
and wants him to fuck him again, but he won't because he's so pissed off. He basically follows him until uh, he saves his life after I, I think he, he you know he recovers uh, whatever his name with Hagen after he's been drowned in that formula and brings it back and and then he just like throws him against the wall and it's love. Love is hard. Yeah. Especially in the abusive relationship. I don't think we see him after that, though. After that, I think he kind of leaves. He gets the point, like, you know what? I think I'm going to I'm gonna leave after, after... Well, that doesn't dispel my gay theory. Oh, no, it, I'm not uh, arguing against it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, it, was, it was an interesting relationship. We saw the whole, the whole turn and, and everything. Definitely seems like a valid interpretation of, of, of their, their character. Although I think the later episode uh, establishes, like, an ex-girlfriend for Matt Hagen. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, this episode that that was that that, that 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 there was love, and you know the love was trying to stay together, but it's hard when you're addicted to face drugs. Absolutely. There was like a later episode, I think, where like a piece of him gets detached and doesn't remember that he's Clayface or something. What? And that was a good episode. I don't remember that one. I don't think it was in the animated series. That's the point of another Batman, uh, Batman verse or something. Like, gotcha. Oh, like the Batman? No, it was like Teen Titans or something. Okay. Well, right now we've got Daggett <laughs> going over his plan about how he just wants to fuck the world over with this amazing Renew You drug, which is very similar to Catwoman, honestly, in 2005, 2004. Um, but uh, we also see one of his henchmen who reminds me a lot of that kid from E.T. that has headphones on all the time. His henchman has headphones on the whole time. Well, he's listening to the police radio. I think is what they're what he's showing. He's, he's oh, is that what that is? Yeah, because he's constantly listening to see if they're like. Wait, that kid in ET is constantly listening to the police radio. No, the guy on the Batman. I'm talking about. Oh, I <laughs> know, uh, I know, I know. Do you? Do you? I knew. But I uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. And then the other guy. So they all have quirks. Both his henchmen have quirks. One is a germaphobe. And is afraid to like touch anything. He needs to use napkins and everything to open doors. And the other one has headphones on. It doesn't listen, and uh, is constantly listening to the probably the police radios or something. Yeah, but the, the guy without the headphone on also has like the worst receded hairline I've ever seen on anyone ever. Very true. Uh, later in the episode, I thought it was like pretty interesting. But basically, when they impersonate Bruce Wayne, you've pissed off Batman, and he takes that pretty personal. He. It, this is, I think, the only time I've seen him, like, skewer a car and uh, get really <laughs> fucking pissed off. And he tortures everybody involved in this. He's like, fuck you. Are you trying to impersonate me as Bruce Wayne? I'm going to, you know, and he goes out. He, he is, he, he, at one point, he, he makes a person think that he's going to put a bottle of, like, acid or some sort of dangerous. That's next episode. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a virus. But this episode, Steve, to, 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 to at least pull your point to what we're watching, um, <laughs> after Clayface is born, which is what's happening right now, we're watching the origin of Clayface, where Matt Hagen's about to get all this renewed jumped on him. Super vicious. It's, it's a, it, they had, it's to, they had to shoot it through a silhouette on a wall, which is because still vicious. You couldn't actually show it like on TV. It would, it would be too horrifying for children. I mean, Reservoir Dogs doesn't even show cutting off the ear. Well, there was an edit where they did. No, oh, right. But um, yeah, back to your point about uh, Batman, how pissy gets about fraud, especially his fraud. Um, his identity being stolen is he takes this one character, Bell, the headphone guy, skewers his car and then takes him up in the air, pulls him out of the car with a Batmobile or a, a Batwing claw and then drags him across Gotham Bay 
until he passes out from G-forces and pain and mental anguish. It's fucking brutal. And then what does he do to wake him up? He drops him in a fucking pool. It's vicious. Like, that is that is Batman pissed off. That's the Dark Knight. Like that. I, he know. drops him at, like, possibly uh, 200 miles an hour, at 500 feet above a pool, and, and he drops him right in a pool. And he's like, this will wake you up. By the way, most pools on decks or on, like, uh, tops of skyscrapers <laughs> are, like, six feet deep at most. Yeah. If you drop someone from 500 feet at 200 miles per hour and they land in a oh, fucking yeah. pool, there's no doubt that, A, they smashed into the bottom of it, and, B, they probably smashed into the wall as they slid across the bottom of it. You know, what if he drowns? What if he wakes up swallowing water? You know, that, bam, it, that is, it's vicious. That was that was that was essentially murder that just didn't happen. The police tell him to calm down. They're like, they're basically like, Batman, what the fuck is going on? Drop yeah, it. they do. You're right. They have like three choppers. They're like, Batman, put him <laughs> down. Give us the suspect, Batman. Yeah, we'll take him into custody. Due process. <laughs> Who crossed you? <laughs> I really wonder if he's upset about Bruce Wayne attacking Lucius Fox. Yeah, he gives it away a little bit. I mean, come on. He's, he's just like. <laughs> like he's Batman's interrogating thugs and they're like, Oh no, it was Bruce Wayne. Like, no, I know it wasn't Bruce Wayne. How dare you say that? I know it wasn't Bruce Wayne. I'm not going to say how I'm not going to say how. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Can't say it. I'm taking Bruce Wayne very personally. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a friend of mine for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason would be it would, if that they're gay lovers, you know, if he, if there are two separate people, or or Steve has something to do with Bruce Wayne being part of the top one percent, and cops always respond to the top one percent. Uh, true, do yeah. they? It's true. They give them priority. Fuck the one percent. Oh. It's true somewhere. I, I saw it on some kind of uh, a news channel. I think it was like MSNBC, and you know they're good and and honest. Yeah. So I liked how Bruce, like, kind of like later on basically sneaks into the to the hospital window kind of scary he's like lucius don't be scared of me but it's like very very scary like i would have uh that's not scared this of this that situation i don't think that's that's this episode is it i think it is is that where bruce gets arrested that's the next episode no he gets arrested in this episode does he he does yeah is that, the, is that how it ends that's the, yeah that's part of the cliffhanger I think I just watch these as one giant hole usually. So I made my notes. I wrote some notes on this one. That's how I didn't write that many notes. You know what my next note is? What summer Gleason exclamation point. That's my next note. We haven't <laughs> gotten to it yet, but that's my next note. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was when I was watching it. You're not sure if Bruce is actually Clayface or not when he enters the, the hospital window. I knew that was Bruce. You could tell the sensitivity in his eyes. He was hurt that Lucius was at, when he was hurt. But at first, you're like, "Is it? Is that Clayface? Is he gonna? What's going on here? Why is he sneaking into windows? Like, why would he sneak into a window to, to confront him? Yeah, but why would Clayface do that? He would just impersonate a doctor like he does. Yeah, you're right. And Batman's like known for like skyscrapers and balconies and and you know and window ledges. But not Bruce Wayne. Well. I think Lucius could probably put two to two together at that point. Maybe Simon Trank can give him a heads up along with a couple of random kids like Frog and shit. But yeah, here we're watching uh, where he skewers the car. The torture. He's, he's pissed him Yeah, off. the torture of the hired goon. That would like That's not how uh, planes work, by the way. Like, you can't just pick up a car at the, at the nose of your plane. It would really fuck up the aerodynamics and like... The bat wing can. This is magic. It's just... 
Felk, Felk, are you saying that the the car is, pr is probably blocking an intake valve? That's really important. Well, it would certainly be messing up the weight distribution. It would probably be blocking an intake valve also, realistically. Like, they would not have clean flow in, and it would probably sputter, crash. The Batwing seems to have, like, Harrier uh, capabilities. Where, like, it I, does. Yeah, it can take yeah. off vertically, so. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Well, I mean, it was built by elves. It was built by Alfred in this this movie, this version. Okay, so now the car's missing, and and now the henchman right is only being like held onto by a giant metal claw pinching his wrist. At what point is his wrist broken? I would I would imagine you know as he was dropped, it probably snapped his his wrist. At what point would his wrist not be ripped off? Like seriously, his hand would be ripped off at some point here. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he pissed him off. You don't impersonate Bruce Wayne. I think that he made that clear. So other criminals are not going to impersonate Bruce Wayne moving forward. Maybe that's why he wanted to kill him, because he was like, I'm giving up way too many of my cards here <laughs> by being so pissy about one person like Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne means everything to me. You know, play, what does it say? Pray to me. Like, that's what he's just yelling at these guys. He's asking this character, Bell, this henchman, do you bleed? Oh, you mean swear swear to me? Swear to me. That's I it, swear yeah. to God. Swear to me. Swear to me. Yeah, that's that's definitely Bale's call. Because I would say Keaton gets the I'm Batman. I mean, Bale does say I'm Batman. Uh, he does, but, Ke but Keaton owns that, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I do feel like swear to me is definitely Christian Bale's. And then do you bleed is clearly Affleck's. Yeah, and Clooney's is high freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> I thought Clooney's would be more like uh, don't leave the Batcave without it or whatever. What about, it was. about Kilmer? Uh, Kilmer says I'm Batman. Uh, no, no, maybe he doesn't say I'm Batman. I want to say. I think Val Kilmer says uh, Val Kilmer's would probably be something at the end. Where he's like, it, it's I'm both Bruce Wayne and Batman or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, he does say that. At that's the end. probably Kilmer's. God, yeah. and he wants to fuck the Cole Kidman. I mean, I can't blame him, but that's a, that's a very weird plot for Batman to have as a central like theme to the movie. Oh, yep, yeah, there he is. You're right. He's on the he's on the the ledges outside the windows of the hospital. Lucius Fox, peeping Tom. He just confronts him, you know. Through, he's like, Lucius, Lucius, who was it really me? Or, you know, it's like what a what a stupid thing to do. I don't know. Didn't didn't make any sense to me. But then he gets arrested. It's also something like a guilty person would do, right? Appear, yeah, to like finish him off. Yeah, like like quietly when the cops aren't around. You're like, hey, hey, shh, let's have this conversation when, when the lights are dark and nobody's around. Because if I have this conversation with you any other time, it just makes me look horribly guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the end of this episode, right? Uh, no, it ends with Hagen waking up. And uh, seeing himself in the mirror, it's very, you know, very Joker. Oh, yes. Yeah. Teddy, Teddy, the enabler is looking for Hagen to give him some more dosages of renew you or whatever. Yeah. I, I felt like this was from they were doing an homage to Joker's, you know, from Batman where he sees himself in the mirror and starts screaming. Oh, like Two-Face. Yeah. And like Two-Face. Yeah. You know, they, they, they like to do that one. You know what? You could say there's a lot of similarities actually between... Uh, Clayface and Two-Face, now I think about it. They're both... Characters have face in their names. I mean, even. <laughs> like, literally. But, the, yeah, I know. I think that they both uh, have this, like, darker side to them. Yeah, and they're both, like, people in the public eye, and they have... Uh, yeah, you're like, you're right. They're hiding, like, this deep, dark secret, and that's kind of what fuels their origins. They're, and Oh, yeah, and they're both manipulated by gangsters. Totally! So, yeah, so... Wait, so 
So Clayface is is fucked over by Daggett, while Two Face is fucked over by Thorn. They both hold blackmail essentially on them in a way. I guess Daggett's not a gangster, but yeah, they're both being uh, manipulated for, and and their secret is being manipulated that he's. Uh, and they, yeah, you're right. They like looked at each other. Each, they looked at themselves in the mirrors after their transformations, which fucked them up. And uh, yeah, Thorn had like what big bad horrors like paperwork that like proved he had uh, multiple personality disorder. And then uh, yeah. Daggett ha- had Hagen's need for a renew you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is, yeah, it is very similar to two face. That's it. That's crazy. Well, I love, I love two face and I love feet of clay. I gave this five out of five boys. Me too. I'll give it four boys. Good episode. Great bat stuff. Gentlemen, cool boy nation. Tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same Cool Bat channel. Cool Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Feet of Clay. Part 1, or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond, coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Thursday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with The Cool Boys Podcast. On iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the cool boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies, everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on the Cool Boys podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk. That's Byzies from Ballard. And Byzies from Steven. So cool. Batman and beyond. Oh yeah. Batman and beyond. Oh yeah.